Radio Influence. The future is now. You've seen Chef Ryan Duffy on Spike TV's Bar Rescue, NBC's Today Show, and opening bars and restaurants all over the world. Now he's sharing his stories, his friends, and some tips of the trade he's learned along the way. Prepare yourself to get Duffified. This is Duffified Live with Chef Brian Duffy on Radio Influence. Good morning, Friday. How's everybody doing? It's Duffified Live on a Friday morning. Uh, It has been a whirlwind, and I haven't even left my house. I swear to God, it has been pure mayhem. Uh, as we discussed, uh, last week, I spent, uh, the week before out there in uh, the Pacific Northwest. I was out there riding with my buddy, uh, G Axtell. You can follow him on Twitter at G Axtell. You can also follow him on Instagram at just outside of Philly. I don't know if he's private or not. He could get pissed off. Jeff, if you do call me, let me know that I just told everybody your information. Um, but, uh, Jeff and I were out there, uh, uh, because of the Crave Northwest Festival, uh, the food and wine festival that they put on out there. It's an entire weekend. It is growing just leaps and bounds year after year. And uh, prior to me getting out there and having to cook uh, for a series of VIPs out there at the Coeur d'Alene uh, Casino, thank you so much, Chef. I truly appreciate your hospitality and letting me in your kitchen so we can prep for the entire day, make some fun, fun food. Um I, uh, I hopped on a Harley from our boys out there at Lone Wolf Harley Davidson, and we rode 1,463 miles from Spokane, Washington, all the way over the top of Idaho, down the western side of Montana, into the bottom of Idaho, back over, cut up in through Oregon, and then back up into uh, Washington again. Just amazing. Amazing. So if you guys want to buy a Harley, I'm not, I'm not even playing games with you. Look, they don't pay me. They don't say anything. I want you guys to go to Lone Wolf Harley Davidson. Check them out. Ask for Jim. Ask for Dan. Uh, ask for Mo. Hey, Mo, talk to Mo. She's a social media queen. She'll take care of everything you got to do. But talk to the guys out there because they re- they really do have just an amazing uh, operation. The largest retailer of Harley Davidson's uh, in the Pacific Northwest. So get out there. Check them out. Um, it was an amazing ride all the way through. Um, and then... Uh, which I'm going to do like a whole Harley talk one day where I just want to kind of talk about the stuff that I did and and the rides that I get to do sometimes that are pretty awesome. But today's kind of a little bit, we've got a bunch of other stuff to talk about because we've got a really cool guest coming up in a couple minutes. But um, so so I get home and I immediately have to start packing because I'm moving. Uh, I moved about three miles away from where I originally lived. Three miles, it has to be more than that. Um I moved about three miles away from where I originally lived. And are you ready for this? I put 180 plus miles on my car between the two houses. So you can do the math on that. I I don't even know how many times, what's that? 900, 900 times. I feel like I drove from one house to the other. And the worst fucking part is I had movers. I had movers to come and do all the really big shit. So beds and uh, dressers and all that stuff. So in the interim, my daughter, Fiona, decides that uh, to show me a picture of a puppy that her best friend's mother was fostering uh, at, at, uh, uh, at their house. And this adorable 
little pit bull slash I personally think it's a bulldog mix. And this beautiful little puppy is now residing in my home. Um, For those of you who have never had a puppy before, uh, it is similar to having a dysfunctional child. This fucking thing is all over the place. It is mayhem in my house. I had boxes everywhere. This thing was eating the boxes. She was eating cords. She got stuck in tape. She was rolling in shit in the backyard. She had surgery the day before we picked her up. I haven't been able to give the goddamn thing a bath yet. And it smells like shit. But God, is she cute. She's adorable. I just can't stop. I can't stop looking at her. She is so much damn fun. Uh, Every morning we get up, we walk. We do about two miles uh, in the morning. Uh, Then we come back and this poor little thing with her six inch or four inch legs passes the fuck out uh, for like four hours. She's so damn tired. And then she wakes up and she's ready to eat my Achilles tendon. I swear to God, I have blood on my hands, on my feet scrapes and scratches uh, other than uh, uh, taping her mouth shut. I, uh, I'm i trying everything. Um, I've got bitter apple spray. I have a toy in my pocket at all times. So when this thing starts to gnaw on my feet, uh, I, 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 I shove a, a, a chew toy in its mouth and praise it. Oh, you're so cute. You're so cute. Meanwhile, I'm having a blood transfusion. I've got a nurse living in the house with me who's literally refilling my blood stock at every waking moment. Um, she's brilliant. She's the cutest little thing. And uh, and the fun part about that is that both of my children are away this week. So I'm home alone raising a damn puppy while my girls, who I got the dog for, are one at the beach Fiona's down there living at large, having a field day <laughs> at the beach every day. She's sending me pictures of her laying in the sand, jumping in the water, and I've got a puppy shitting on my carpet and eating my feet. Emily, uh, however, is up in uh, at the Canadian Henley. Uh, she's rowing this week with uh, with her crew, uh, with her row, her crew team, her crew mates, her boat mates, her skull friends. Um, She's rowing up there. A lot of colleges up there. A lot of coaches are doing some recruiting. So M went up to cox their boat. Anybody who doesn't know, a coxswain is the exceptionally small person who lays in the front of the boat and keeps the cadence as well as steers the boat while these kids are rowing their asses off. Um, she uh, She's killing it. She's killing it. They, uh, they lost yesterday's race, uh, or I'm sorry, uh, not yesterday, uh, Tuesday's race, but they are, uh, they're doing... Uh, they're doing well. They're, the whole team is doing well so far. So it's the biggest race in Canada. So there's like, it's basically the Canadian national team shows up and puts everybody else to shame, um, which is kind of cool. It's a neat experience for them. And I'm stoked to get up there. I'm heading up there as well uh, with a quick stop to Buffalo. Um, and uh, we'll see what happens. I'm pretty excited about it. But um, that, that's kind of been the the crazy little world. I, I went out. Um, where did I go out? I went out. I had a date. A couple of weeks ago. Uh, and in the midst of everything, I went up to see my friend. Uh, I went up to see a friend of mine fight and it was a really awesome fight. I mean, I just loved it. So she was on the show, Danielle Harrington. Um, y'all can check her out at Danny underscore Wonder Woman. Um, 
She did an amazing job. She didn't win the fight. It was really pretty cool. But afterwards, we drove back into Philly and went out for some pho at this um, just just amazing little spot in Chinatown, uh, little Vietnam, and, and went in there and just kind of had a had some had some pho. It was pretty tasty. I was pretty happy. It was a late night thing, um, so I was pretty stoked about that. Um, and then, uh, you know, right back into the packing, man. I just kind of, I can't stop. Um, have a whole bunch of really cool stuff coming up in the next couple of months with my GE appearances that I'm going to be doing, as well as getting everything set up for nightclub and bar. Um, I'm kind of traveling a lot. Uh, yeah, I know I have a puppy, but don't worry. I have a sitter. I've got a walker. I've got everybody ready to rock and roll on just about everything that has to happen with that. So um, let's see, what are we doing? I'm in Canada this week. Uh, I'll be in Washington uh, the week of the 21st, I'm heading up there to uh, go and check out um, Lamb Weston and the Idaho Potato Board. We're going to be doing some really fun harvesting uh, while I'm up there. Then I'm going to head out into Bridgeport, West Virginia. Then I'm heading out to uh, Dayton, Ohio. I'm going to go out and talk to some clients out there and bang out a little bit of work and some fun um, out that way. Uh, coming into September, I'm rolling into San Francisco, Jacksonville, Florida. I'm going out to Sonoma County, up into the Russian River. I'm going to be playing with those guys out there, uh, doing some walnuts, which I'm really, really excited about. I can't wait to get out there. Then I'm in Lenexa, Kansas. If you guys want to come and see one of these live demos, and I'm in your city, we're going to Lenexa, Lenexa, I'm sorry, Lenexa, Kansas. We're going to Jacksonville, Florida. We're going to San Francisco. We're going to uh, El Paso, Gaithersburg. We're going to El Paso, Texas, Gaithersburg, Maryland, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, Cincinnati, Ohio, Birmingham, Alabama. I got the Taste Philly Festival coming up, which my buddy who's hopping on in a minute, he and I are going to talk about in just a second. Come on out. I got my boy G Love. Garrett's going to be up on stage with us, I hope. He's going to get up on stage and we're just going to bang it out of the park. We're going to do some super fun stuff. We're going to incorporate some G love hot sauce. G love special sauce in there. I think G I heard G's got his own beer coming out, man. I heard the boys got some beer. Then we have the PA food service expo that I'm going to be doing some hosting uh, down there in Philadelphia. So I'm super stoked to be kind of staying in town over those couple of days. Then I immediately head out to Birmingham, Alabama and guys, we're all the way in October. Okay all the way into October. And then I'm going to chill out for November and December. And it's right back at it for January. Um, I'm going to be doing a whole bunch of new stuff that I want you guys to hear about. And uh, we're going to get ready to rock and roll. So um, y'all, y'all, you guys have heard uh, all about my next guest uh, who's actually messaging me right now. So I have to reply back to him. Uh, finishing up now. Okay. So my next guest is, uh, is a good buddy of mine. He and I met at the Mohegan Sun Wine Festival, which I do every year. Uh, Kev is a wonderful human being. Um, he is a, a good friend and he's a phenomenal chef. And he's a handsome motherfucker. Like he's a jack dude. He's a good looking dude. I could totally go out and play like wingman and I guess get this love get the seconds. I don't know. Kev's a good dude. He's an awesome guy. So uh, Kev uh, is, is on a new show that I'm going to let him tell you guys all about. Um, he is, uh, just a great dude. He's got a great persona to him. He's got a great personality. He's got amazing camera, uh, uh, kind of visibility with the way that he does stuff and a camera presence that when he's up there and he does a really nice job. So, um, you guys have all heard him before cause he's been on my show. Uh, let's welcome him back. Ladies and gentlemen, chef Kevin DeShane. 
Big Kev, what's going on, brother? How we doing, Duffy? Good to talk to you. I know, man. This is like two days in a row. I know. It's good. It's tough to catch each other these days. <laughs> Dude, it's absolutely crazy. Kev, do me a favor real quick. Give everybody all of your love so they know how to find you, follow you, and stalk the living shit out of you. Yeah, Chef Kevin DeShane. Uh, ChefKevD.com has all my social. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, it's all there. So go to ChefKevD.com. You can find it all there. Nice. It's so, so you're so like succinct and, and, and brevity to the point. I like it. I try to get it all in one place so people don't have to search too hard, you know? Try no, to make what, it accessible. Now, are you Instagram and Twitter same handle? As last time or in general? No, I mean in general. Uh, my my Instagram is Chef Kev uh, Chef Kev D seventy nine twenty because I got locked out of my last one so Chef Kev D seven nine two zero Twitter <laughs> Chef Kev D and Facebook Chef Kev D. You know that you can uh, you can hit up Twitter and have them change it. You just have to prove who you are. Yeah, it's Instagram and it's been a pain so far. I've been trying, so it was easier for me to just get another one up and running. That's fucking Mark Zuckerberg, dude. He owns us. <laughs> He fucking owns us. It's um, true. So, dude, what's going on, man? What are you up to? I just got back from filming the great food truck race on the Food Network. And we uh, Big Tyler toured Florence. the West Coast. Tyler Florence, yeah. We toured the West Coast uh, in my food truck, which is called the New England Grill. <laughs> Love it. And the whole concept, yeah, the whole concept was to bring some of the New England cuisine that I've been doing for the last 20 years out there. So we have lobster fritters and fish and chips and Yankee pot roast sliders and like some, some serious New England comfort food. That's awesome. So that's kind of where I've been for the last six weeks. And now it's airing Thursday nights at nine o'clock on food network. So dude, what is the premise? Cause I, I don't, I hate to say this and I even texted you the other day cause I have to, uh, I was out with our boy, Chris Myers who runs, yeah. Uh, the taste festivals and which we're going to talk about that in a minute anyway, because you and I get to hang out again. Cause last year was just way too much fun. Um, <laughs> it was a blast. <laughs> it was bad, dude. Um, yeah. I, uh, and, and he was telling me, he's like, you've got to watch the show. He's like, Kev is fucking awesome. He's like, Kev is absolutely awesome on it. And then our boy Eddie G's on there as well. Yeah, I brought my team comprised of myself as a team leader, my concept and menu and everything. And I had to pick two teammates that I thought would kind of complement the truck well. So Chef Eddie G is my boy. He's a he's a badass partner, man. He helps a lot. And then uh, our third partner is a comedian from Boston named Christine Hurley. And the whole idea behind that was, you know, the two of us can be on the truck. She can be out front telling jokes, getting the people in because... A lot of people don't understand that just because you have a food truck doesn't mean there's going to be a line of people. So sometimes right. you have to bring the people in. Yeah. Right. So that's the whole idea. So there's seven trucks is what it starts out as. Uh, we're in episode three um, this Thursday. So two trucks have already gone home. Uh, we went through LA the first episode and then Who went home? Vegas. Who, who went home? Uh, the first person to get to get sent home is a truck called Sassy Soul, which was three great ladies. They did soul food, but they were having a lot of issues with the truck and trying to get food out. So it was tough to see them go because they were so sweet. Uh, then episode two was a truck called Heroes on a Half Shell, which was a mother and two kids team. And I think you could tell pretty quick that they were on their way out. So yeah. the teams that left are really good. And everybody's food is really good. 
but it's different, man. You can have the best food in the world, which I think I said on TV the other day. But if nobody, if nobody's there, it doesn't matter. So you have to, you have to park. You have to find locations. You have to get the people. It's a, it's a crazy, crazy business. So first off, uh, uh, what is it? Heroes on a half shell. Heroes on a half shell got sent home, and their whole thing was they're scooping out the bread of a hoagie roll and putting the insides of their sandwich inside. So it's kind of like a half sandwich in a shell, but then they're getting rid of the best part of the bread. So it didn't last very long. Right. Well, that sucks. Yeah. Yeah. So now, so now you guys have to find your own locations. So we get a grid from the network for, with permitting and whatnot. So there's a, there's two or three kind of grids that we can stay within. If we stay within those lines, we're good to go. So they pretty much give us a map and say, you're able to sell here, go find the best spot yeah. where, you know, you've been to LA and Vegas parking is zero, zero. It's nil. Yeah. No parking anywhere. There's lines at the Staples center. There's lines at LA live. There's lines on the Vegas strip, but you can't just pull up and park there. So right. you have to get creative. You have to find a little side location where there's still traffic and be able to bring people in from the corner and stuff like that. So the location of the parking is turning out to be huge. Awesome, dude. Awesome. Because I know you were telling me about it. I'm sorry for the yawn. That's not you. That's because I have a fucking puppy. Am I puppy. putting you to sleep? No, I got a puppy, dude. I got a puppy and I'm oh, so man. tired of running away from it as it literally, I think this thing's a vampire. It sucks the blood out of my feet and my hands as it gnaws on me. I told somebody yesterday I want to go to a uh, to a morgue and just pick up feet. And just cut feet off <laughs> so that I can give this thing something to fucking gnaw on because my feet are killing me. So, oh man, yeah. But you know, in, in our life, we like to add in little little elements of surprise. Mine was a puppy the day I moved into my new house. So, new uh, house, new puppy, all in the same week, huh? I know. And then my children take off. My girls are one. My, one of my daughters is at the beach. The other one's up in Canada rowing a boat. So, they're just like you traveling around the country. I know, man. They, and you know international. What they, They've got Fiona said to me the other day, she's my 14 year old dad. Uh, when's our next flight? I'm like, what the, what the fuck are you talking about? When's our next flight? She's like, I thought yeah, we I'm going. a two year old. And she's like, let's go on a road trip, road trip. We'll go on a road trip. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, how many kids do you have? I have two little babies. Uh, one, two, they just turned in June. Wow. Wow. Man. So a little girl, Ryan, a little boy, Rocco. And they are, they're, they're great fun, but it's definitely an adventure. Rocco to Shane. That's right. Dude, that's brilliant. Yeah, Dude, well, half of my, my, I'm half Italian, so you don't see that in the DeShane name. So that's kind of a family, Dude, that's family brilliant. name that my, I had to fight with my wife for the whole nine months to get that to go. But then he came out, he was nine pounds. She's like, he's a Rocco. So I won that one, which is good. You literally set that kid up for life. Not that you're, not that your daughter as Ryan is not, but Ryan's a great girl's name too. Because it's super strong, but it's still yeah. got that air of femininity to it. But Rocco just that this and 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 anybody who doesn't know Kev, you're what six three? Yeah, about six three, two thirty, two forty, depending on the week. Kev's a big dude, man. He's a big dude. And your wife is she? She she she's she's not a she's not a big lady. No, no, she's, no. she's five, five, five six five, and five, very five, slender. Five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. crazy. So how does that how does that work in in the dynamic of your world? I mean, does your wife work or she stay at home? 
She works. She's a floral designer, so she's doing all the big weddings and things all over. We live in Newport, Rhode Island, and she's all at the mansions and at all the wedding venues. So it's kind of hectic right now because this is uh, both of our very busy times. So yeah. we have a couple of helpers that come in. There's a college right here, so we have a couple of college girls that just absolutely love the kids. Oh, so they come so and cool. they'll... A lot of it's like a couple hours in the afternoon because, you know, I work at night and weekends is a lot of my stuff and hers is nine to five. So it's just kind of a little overlap there, which people will come and hang out with the kids for. So it's working well right now. And you know what? I honestly, I think that that's like super cool for kids because they get to see different kind of people in their life. And I don't think that they end up being like shy or afraid later on in life. Yeah, a little more well-rounded. And then these guys, you know, most of them are well. There's two girls, and they're early childhood development majors, and they're they're working with them and doing all kinds of great stuff. That I mean, I'm you know I'm doing my best, and I am raising them to be you know. But they have different angles and different things, so they they're learning new stuff every day. Whether it's me watching them or their mother or the nanny, so it's all good. They're becoming very well rounded at one and two already, which is good to see. Now, now Ryan is two, right? Yep. So what is that? Is she in that that little phase of craziness? She's uh she's she's crazy, but she's so super sweet. Has a huge heart, and she'll she'll be a little defiant every once in a while. But she's just she's just learning. And I you know I, I'm on the plane all the time. I'm reading about it, so she's experiencing all these big emotions with no you know tools to handle it yet. So she's right. going through all that. So it's all it's all just learning and growing. You know, right. Uh, you know, I mean, I know when I was traveling, that was a tough thing, man. You know, that was the hardest part. I used to come home at night, even if I was in a restaurant or whatever, and I would literally sneak up the stairs. And so, and then like before I would go to bed, I would walk into my daughter's rooms and just kind of go in. And even if it's just a stare at him or, or whatever, and it seemed like Emily, my oldest, uh, started to figure that out. So she would, as soon as she heard me, uh, she would full blown like wake up, stand up and want to be chatty Kathy and like right. just start. And I'd walk into the bedroom and my ex-wife would be like, seriously, Brian, like it took me an hour to put her down to sleep and you just woke <laughs> her up again. And I'm like, I know, but she's super know. cool. Look, look at her red hair. She's cool. It's selfish for us as dads, but I'm like, I got to see her. Well, it's still, oh. I mean, that was the hardest thing of the whole food truck race being gone for six weeks. Now I do a lot of stuff where I'm gone for two days. I'm back. I'm home for a day or right. two and stuff like that. But the six weeks straight was tough. Yeah, that's horrible. And, you know, R Rocco was taking his first steps and Ryan's speaking in sentences and all this stuff is going on. Luckily, with modern technology, we can Skype and FaceTime and all that stuff, which is good. But I was filming 12-hour days and I'm three hours difference and sometimes I'm done at midnight. So there'd be days and a couple days in a row where I wouldn't be able to see them and stuff like that. So that was tough with yeah. two new ones, you know. I have a, uh, I have, uh, an alarm that goes off and I call my girls at 6am, uh, every, every day that I'm away and I just wake them up. So it's like yeah, I do FaceTime good. and I just, even if it's just a, Hey, good morning. I hope you have a good day. Like that sort of stuff. And, and there's a lot of times Emily's already awake or Fiona's already awake or something. Fiona's not communicative on the phone as much. She'll text like a motherfucker. She is a Snapchat queen, but she is not like she'll, she will. She will decline the FaceTime call and then text you back. <laughs> and I'm like, pick up the goddamn phone, Fiona. Like, we're, we're related. I'm your father. Let's make this happen here. Yeah. Um, but it's kind of funny. Well, the it's good. Even, if, even, 
yeah, even for that second, couple seconds, just to see them smiling, they're doing their routine, and then I go off and do whatever crazy stuff I'm doing. It's it's huge to, a boost to just to see them for a second. Six weeks is tough, dude. That's tough, man. Now, were you guys were you guys like sequestered at all? Like a lot of these reality shows that you know, I mean, Top Chef and Hell's Kitchen and all that stuff. I know that they're like fully sequestered. They can't even you know they they, they can't have their phones. They get a certain amount of time to have a conversation with family, and it's recorded. Um, I mean, what was your world like being on set for all that? No, well, this was a real world thing because we were in different locations and different cities, and we definitely all had to have our phones just because of the travel aspect. Mm-hmm. So there was no, you know, there was nothing like that. It was really the the main restriction was the social media. Uh, so that's right. You know, while we were, while we were filming, you know, the public didn't know that chef Kev D was on a food truck. So I couldn't use my own personal Facebook or whatever to try to get people to come out. So we had to create one just strictly based on the truck brand new without kind of people knowing that I was on there and, and do that. Now, after the fact, I can live tweet and, and, and talk about it as the episodes are happening. But that was the main part they didn't want us to do was to use our, so our personal social media to help us right. out at all. Dude, I loved when I was doing rescue I, and, and I, I loved live tweeting during the, the shows. It was a blast. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to try, I'm going to do, I'm going to start doing that. It's been a little crazy and I've been traveling, but this week for sure. Uh, and this is a really good episode. We are right now, pulling into Phoenix, Arizona, just left Vegas. I'm driving through the desert in a food truck that looks great on the outside, but on the inside, there's no AC. There's no music. (laughs) Five five hours in the desert, pans rattling around. Uh, And Eddie G and Christine are behind me in a pace car. That's AC, satellite radio. (laughs) Eddie's his foggy glasses falling off his face. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, he's got his shoes off. He's eating snacks. You know, it's like uh, vacation. So uh, yeah, we're pulling to Phoenix, and uh, you know, the, this past in Vegas, we had a couple crazy challenges where, you know, the food challenges. Like I say this to you all the time, the food part's easy. Right. It's like the, he he wants to switch an ingredient on us, or there's a, that that part is easy. First episode, we had a beef challenge. We killed that. This last episode. They took away our lobster, which we have a huge lobster on the side of our truck, oh. uh, but they gave us shrimp. So that's an easy plug and play. You know, that's no yeah. no problem at all. It's it's more the location. You know, if any of us were to do this in our hometown or someplace we're familiar with, it'd be much easier. But, you know, just yeah. driving around and looking for people takes time. Then you have a certain time to buy ingredients and you don't want to spend all your time prepping. You want to be able to sell as soon as you pull up, which is. You saw, well, you didn't see, but you will see in the first two episodes, there were some teams that had some trouble with that. They were parked at a good spot, but their doors were closed for an hour and a half where they were brazing and chopping. And that. Oh, so we try to do a few things where as soon as the fire later is hot, we can sell stuff. Now, so we were thinking of chefs, you know, in a moving restaurant rather than, you know, obviously you want the food to be the best. Don't get me wrong, but you also have to be selling that whole period of time. So that was our thing. Beginning to end, we want to sell from the minute we open the doors until the bell goes off and we're done and don't leave anything to chance. And how many items are you guys selling? Are you guys creating a menu that's five items, 10 items, one item? What's your, what's your kind of world? So 
our base our base menu is three items, and then we can sell anything else we want after that. Really? So we got to have our three signature dishes, or if he throws something in there, so we have to have those going on. But I mean, there were times where we were so busy, and then we're running out of stuff, and there's ten minutes left where people are shutting their doors. We're selling veggie quesadillas for five bucks. Every sale counts. You know, it's like, what do we got? What can we make? What can we sell? Put it out. And uh, so that was kind of our thing. It was, I think it was good to have the two chefs because, you know, every time they throw a challenge, you'll see us smile and be like, okay, we're doing this. Okay. We're doing that. It's all the other stuff. For episode one, I bust the generator. I mean, I'm no mechanic. I can fix your oven and light your pilots and do that kind of stuff. But when it comes to I'll when it the, comes to I'll a truck, that button for in, sixty seconds on the fryer like a motherfucker. I got exactly. that exactly. Yeah. So I mean, it's like a, it's, you know, you go into a new restaurant, you got a week or two to learn everything and the curve and what works and temps and what's hot, and so you'll see every episode gets easier and easier for us. That's cool. So now are you, are you guys able to do, are you guys able to prep while on the road or is Eddie just crashed out in the back while Christine's driving the fancy car? Well, both, we can't really, we can't really prep while we're moving. Um, So it's like, you have to, you have to decide, do you want to go and prep somewhere? You want to find a spot? So that's really where all the challenges come in, all these little timing things. And we have to, everybody has to shop at the first spot for filming purposes, right? Because they want to see us running around, throwing stuff in our car. Now, are you, um, where are you guys shopping? We, are you guys in a grocery store? Are you guys in a in a restaurant depot? Like, what's your world yeah, of shopping? Yeah, there's a couple of restaurant depots, a couple like Sam's Club type things, but we quickly learned that, uh, you know, if we have two hours to sell, we don't need 50 pounds of flour. We don't need right. 100 pounds of shrimp, you know? So we would get a few staples there, and we move on to the next local really cool market where we could get small batches of things, you know, a couple pounds of this, one bunch of this, where the big box stores weren't gonna weren't gonna cut it because everything goes to the bottom line. Right. So you're now, you guys- whether it's three hundred or five hundred, you have to, you know, be smart about that because whatever you spend, you have to make back. So it is it is budget based as well. Yeah, so the it's all ba- the whole show is based on sales. The lowest sales Every single week, truck goes home. Wow. So it is just... so you can be... Go ahead. Yeah, it's all based on sales. So you get... Every episode starts with a challenge where we won the first one, which we were up in an orange grove in in California, which was gorgeous, on a ranch in Orange Grove, and we had to squeeze so many oranges to make this huge jug, no seeds, blah, blah, blah. But when you win that, you get an advantage. You get a couple minutes ahead, head start on everybody shopping and you get your, your bank or whatever you want to call it from Tyler, which is 300 or 500. Um, so you're starting 300, 500 ahead, but everything you spend gets deducted. So we want to spend, we've got to the point where we want to spend about half. Right. And if we're so busy that we need to run to a store or send Eddie out across the street, that's what we're going to do. We're not going to spend it all right off the bat. Dude, I fucking love Eddie. I can totally picture him just with that great big smile, just like running across the street. Yeah, he's a great swingman because he he's a hell of a chef. So when it was, yeah, you know, I was I was in the truck twenty four seven, cooking, prepping, banging stuff out. He'd be there if I needed him. If not, he was on the street selling, helping Christine. Right. Um, you'll the first episode we're in L A. and uh, Studio City, and people are jogging by, and he's jogging next to him with lobster fritters, you know, trying to get, get sales. 
yeah, he's doing whatever needs to be done, which I knew. I mean, he was my first choice when I when I needed to pick a couple other people that I knew could do it because he's so outgoing. He's from New York, right? So he talks to everybody all the time anyway. Right. But he can cook. So he he's you know, he's triple threat. He's on, he's off, he's lighting pilots, he's doing whatever we need to be done, which is huge to have somebody else like that on the road. He's a good dude, man. I, he was on the show and we hung out in, uh, uh, we hung out at, in Lancaster and in, in Philly at the taste stuff. So he's, he's a good man. I enjoy him. So, um, so now we've got, we've got taste coming up in October in Philly. And then are you doing Lancaster as well? Yeah, I'll be at both. That's cool, man. Lancaster was a great time last year. Did you go to the bar with us? Actually? I love that little city. And it just won a bunch of awards. It's the best new city to settle down in or whatever. Uh, some travel and leisure stuff. But I always, the last couple of years that I've done it, I was like, this is a really cool city. And they're getting more more restaurants, more rooftop bars. And that hotel uh, at Penn Square right that is yeah. right in the middle of everything. There's a huge farmer's market on the weekends. And there's restaurants all over. So, I mean, it's a really... It's a really cool spot, and it's always leading into the holidays, so they're setting up the big tree in the square, so it's definitely a cool, cool area. It was, uh, I had a blast last year. I just had Irish, they called it an Irish pub, which was pretty funny, but it was a 25,000 square foot venue. Do you remember that place that we Tellus, went to? Tellus 360, the one with the, like the, the gin thing. joint in the very bottom. Dude, that was the, so that was that speakeasy bar that had right. the, the album library. Remember yeah, that? records on the wall. You just pick it out, play whatever you want. There's a piano in the corner, very low lit, signature drinks, a couple beers on draft, real quiet. And then the middle floor is like a, two concert venues back to back. There's yeah, two exactly. stages and two separate rooms. And there's a whole rooftop now. And then there's something in between there, which is there where we that, hung out. So that's I mean, where we, had, we, ate, we watched the Eagles play and we ate dinner in there. Did we eat dinner? No, it was yeah. late. We did have uh, dinner. I think at the, at the one day we had some food down in the speakeasy. They put a bunch of food out for us. That's right. They invited uh, us. But I, I don't, yeah, we had dinner at Davio's, but I think that was Philly. I can't keep Davio's it was Philly. Davio's, that was brilliant. That was a great dinner, man. Yeah, private room, couple bottles of wine, keep bringing food. It was great. Felt, I, I, literally, you, I, felt like I, was, I felt like I was buying a car. With our waiter, though, every time I turned around, I was like, "Do you guys want another seventy on seven hundred dollar bottle of wine?" I'm like, yeah, "Is it an upgrade? Do I get the undercarriage? What's the deal on this one?" It's a trick question. Can I get a taste? <laughs> so, yeah, G Love, you... I think is going to be there again, which is... is me, you, G Love, Eddie G, a bunch of other chefs. Yeah, Christine, uh, I think Christine's coming out. We... Who's that? Christine's coming out. Christine Hazel, I believe. Yeah, yeah, she's always there. She's a fun one too. Um, and then no show, play... Millie. no show Millie. <laughs> no show Millie. No show Ron Duprat. Those two will no never come show, in. They'll never show up. No show Millie. No show Ron Duprat. That was pretty funny. Every no single time. I hold the standard here. My father died, and I was there that. Yeah. Day. I'm not trying You're to there. get accolades or any of that shit, but it was pretty funny. Millie, no show. So yeah, I don't, like, I don't, what's your excuse? Do the no show, man. I I, I have a really yeah. really. I might I might miss a phone call, but I don't miss I don't yeah. miss something like that. that Absolutely not. I I never will miss anything like that unless it's tra travel based or I'm stuck in an airport in a storm or something like that. Is that's really the only way? 
Dude, I've been stuck in an airport and, and rented a car and driven all night to make it. This happened in Charlotte. I landed in Charlotte. Obama was flying. We missed the last flight out of Charlotte. And they basically, there was like 400 people standing in line to try to get their voucher for the hotel room. And I looked right. around and I'm like, fuck this. And I looked at the flight and I said, who's going to Philly? And this one dude, because I had a meeting the next morning. I had to be at this meeting. It was this production thing. And uh, this dude, I can't, his name was Bo. And Bo was from Tennessee. And Bo is a railroad inspector. Huh. Bo talked to me for nine hours straight. Bo yeah. hadn't had a conversation with another human being in, in years. And he told me everything. He was a super nice guy. Super nice guy, but he talked the whole way home. I faked phone Yeah, calls. I mean, I've been lucky, except uh, one year in Philly, I was on my way to Indulge LA, which is a big chocolate festival, and uh, snowed in in Philly for a good 10 to 12 hours. I made it like two hours before the show, got everything done on zero sleep. You know, you can't really sleep in an airport. I mean, I can't. But that, I've been lucky with that so far, knock on wood. Now I jinx myself. Yeah, now you're never going to sleep. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know. So what's coming yeah, up for so you next? Uh, uh, yeah, well, we got the Taste Fest, and that's October and November. September, I have Greenwich, which is a huge one for me because it's um, headlining that with uh, Daniel Balud and Scott Conant. Tim McGraw is the, is the musical act. Uh, Kathy Lee is going to be there. It's on the water in Greenwich, Connecticut. Uh, beautiful spot. Weather's always perfect. Fall in New England. My, uh, uh, so that's a fun one. One of my culinary assistants, who and and very good friend, is uh, his um, banquet chef, Bulut. Oh, really? Yeah, she's a yeah. cool cat. She started out just kind of working for him. She did a stage, and uh, she got the job, and she worked there for I guess two or three years, and then uh, she crushed it. She's a very, very, very talented chef. Very talented. She was in Cincinnati for a long time. You can follow. Yeah, on this that. will be my first time. My first time working with him, so I'm excited about that. You know, like that's the best part. You know, working with the other chefs, and it's just oh like, yeah, especially somebody like him. So that'll be cool. Uh, Baba Bowie's uh, one of the MCs. We we uh, <laughs> judge, judge a cocktail contest together. It's always so much fun, and there's a burger battle and all kinds of stuff. So this is a really good one. I look that's forward really to cool. it. Then Vegas, Vegas in October. <laughs> Uh, for Vegas food and wine, that's a really fun one. Obviously, it's Vegas. Now, who do you do um, that? Who's that? Who puts that on? It's called Barcelona Enterprises. A guy named Alan. Uh, he 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 does uh, Malibu, Las Vegas, and he does the LA Chocolate Fest. So I do all those with him. He's a good guy too. Oh, that's cool. Um, so that's a fun one. And then I'm just pretty much booked solid for the next few months with private dinners. I'm in. Nantucket and on the Hamptons the next couple of weeks, just doing a couple one-off, two or three-off dinner type for families or athletes or whatever, and so just keeping busy. That's awesome, man. That is so hopefully cool. lining some stuff up with you, doing some stuff with GE, which will be fun. Look, I'd and love to. We'll get I'd love to make it happen. They're they're an awesome company. I've worked with these guys for like twelve years, ten years now, maybe even longer, and. uh they're just great people. And right now it's me and Nikki Libs. Uh, we get to go out and play around. We just did a whole bunch of stuff down in Orlando. 
Uh, I think Nikki's done a couple of other little one-offs here and there as well. But we, you know, we originally started traveling with Martin Yan. So we did shows with Martin Yan and, and uh, who's just an awesome individual and such a nice man and uh, such an icon in our industry as well. He's getting on the podcast. I don't know when, but he's hopping on with me. Yan can cook. That's a, him and Emerald were like my, my first real food TV memories, you know, when they first had the, the cooking shows way back when. Well, Jan owns every single episode that he's ever done. Smart. Like owns everyone. And he has the capability of churning out four cookbooks a year. He has a staff of, I believe, two women who test all of his recipes, for, to, uh, do all the food photography for it, and, and, and he writes the books. And he just churns That's them out. Sweet. Yeah, it's pretty wild. He's a, he's a really good guy. We had a, I had a lot of fun uh, over the last bunch of years kind of hanging out with him. He's a good dude. I went to dinner with him one night at this Chinese restaurant. It was probably 40 minutes outside of Orlando. And we walk in and you would have thought that God just walked through the front door when we walked in. Hmm. And we sit down and we're sitting at this big, huge table round. There's probably 10 or 11 of us. And, uh, he just starts ordering food and explaining why he's ordering each dish and how, what the history of it and the, and how it correlates to the next meal. Like it was an awesome experience. Cool. Yeah. It was really, yeah. Cool. Those are the, those are the fun nights that you can sit around with another chef and he's, you know, get different perspectives, especially somebody who's been around as long as him yeah. obviously knows what he's talking about. So it's like, you know, that, that sounds like a fun oh, dinner. Yeah. Well, and you know, dude, we should. I, I want to try to find a way to work in, in maybe, maybe trying to hop and get you out to Vegas or something like that, and hang out with us for my nightclub and bar and food and beverage innovation and all that stuff. Maybe we can work on with one of your sponsors to have them sponsor you in the in the booth because we're create. I created this whole show called the Food and Beverage Innovation Center in the nightclub yeah. and bar. And we've just, we crush it, man. It's all new innovative technology and all the chefs that we have coming up doing demos and stuff. So we'll, we'll talk to you about that in a little bit and see if there's something that we can do. Cause I'd love to get with, with some of your sponsors have some really cool products. So it could be yeah. kind of fun. Though. I mean, I got the, I got, I got, I'm culinary partner at Kiel Vodka, which is blown up huge. I don't think they're in Vegas yet, but when I started with them, they were just in Rhode Island. Right. And that was my thing because I was I was pairing local cocktails with my food on TV and stuff. Now right. it's like 25 states and growing, so it's really cool to see a little company like that becoming huge. That's awesome. And then I have my, my, my knife line, which I give you one at Mohegan Sun, I think. I love it. It's in my flame. kitchen. In my kitchen. Yeah. Which I love them. They stay sharp. They're light. Not too light, but very well balanced, so that's a good one. And then the main entree guys who I get... All my proteins from shrimp, lobster tails, steaks, and they, they take care of me. So those, those are the, the big three. And I have a few other little ones that I work with. Just did a deal with Happy Chef. So they're doing all my uniforms or my Jeff jackets and stuff like that. So we can definitely get some of them involved in some stuff. They're, they're yeah, all great companies. Let's see if we can do something fun. That'd be a good time. So, uh, yeah. Kev, do me a favor. Tell everybody again how they can catch you, watch you, hire you, drink with you, fly with you. You can get me at chefkevd.com. Contact me with any questions or to book me or anything like that. All my social media is attached to that. Thursday nights, 9 p.m. Food Network, the great food truck race. We're New England Grill. Uh, catch up on the first two episodes on demand or on foodnetwork.com. 
this week, we're pulling into Phoenix, Arizona with our lobster fritters and our New England fair. It's 120 degrees. It's a city I'm not familiar with, at least the parking and driving around. <laughs> so it's, it's going to be a really cool episode to watch. So that's this Thursday, 9 p.m. Hey, dude, how I've never worked with Tyler before. What is he like? He's a pretty good guy. I mean, our interaction, I mean, he came on the truck and we, we, I saw him at challenges, but we were so much of what we filmed. We were off on the road. Right. Um, but the, when I got to deal with him, he was, he was great to me. Um, so I, you know, he, he's, he seems to be having fun with what he's doing. He's got a bunch of shows on food network. I think he's a judge on, uh, next food network star. And he's yeah, he does a bunch of stuff. So he's getting, I mean, he's been big for a long time, but he's taken over a lot of the Bobby Flay stuff that he was doing. So he's, he's a good guy. He seems pretty down to earth. Uh, so he was good to work with and, and we'll see how it all plays out over the course of this season. Well, that's cool, man. Well, that's cool. Kev, thanks again, man. Thanks for everything. I appreciate you hopping on with us again. Uh, we had a lot of fun on the last one and you actually, you know, uh, Maggie created a, a one just for you and an illustration for you, right? It's your, it's your, uh, your, in your headshot, right? Uh, I think it's on my Instagram, but I also put it in the book. It was such a cool picture. I had to use it. So we talked and she gave it to me, which was really cool. Yeah. She's um, so yeah, you, you guys still have that. Yep. Yep. Well, that's cool, man. All right, brother. Thank you so much for your time. It was great talking to you and, uh, we'll catch up in the next couple of weeks, man. Duffy always great being on Duffified live. Cheers, brother. I'll talk to you soon, man. Kev is, uh, he's always great to talk to so much energy and, uh, has great stories. You know, I mean, he's been, he travels all over and, um, he's one of the the guys that I really enjoy kind of working with because, um, he's just a professional. And, and, and then at the end of the day, when it's time to wind down, you know, he does, he sits back, he chills out and, uh, but he's a hardworking dude, man. You know, you watch him get in there and, you know, when he's prepping his stuff and getting all his product together and when he's up on stage and when he's doing his stuff, he's just very, very good at what he does. I'm glad that we became friends a, a couple of years ago up at Mohegan Wine and glad we had the opportunity to hang out. So so check him out on uh, uh, the Food Truck Wars uh, on Food Network with Tyler Florence. Um, also, follow a lot of his stuff. Kev, is, he's, he's, he's brilliant in the way that he works with his sponsors and um, all of the people that he kind of has that back him on a lot of the stuff that he does. It's really, it's very, very, it's very wise. He's a very wise man. So, um, so go check him out. Give him some love. Go to chefkevd.com. Um, get all his information. He's got a book that just came out um, as well as uh, his knife line, which is just really cool. So that's what I got for y'all today. Uh, this has been uh Another wonderful episode of Duffified Live. I hope you guys enjoyed it a little bit. Um, coming up uh, in the next couple of weeks, we've got some pretty cool stuff. Uh, we've got a guest next week that y'all are going to love. If you remember the, the movie Pippi Longstocking, we've got Tammy Aaron on. We're going to be chatting with her before she moves to Belize with her boyfriend. Um, uh, she just texted me yesterday and let me know that she was good to go. So I'm super excited about that. Um, and she is still going to be doing all her stuff in New York and LA and whatnot. So I'm pretty stoked about that. She's, uh, she's somebody that I followed on Instagram and Twitter and all that stuff. Plus, I mean, come on, man, it was Pippi Longstocking. You know, how do you not follow a childhood actor like that and see what happens as we move on in life and, and all that good stuff. So I'm really stoked to, to have the conversation with her. Um, but as always, I want to finish this up. Do me a favor, go over to YouTube, YouTube. Why the fuck are you going to YouTube? I don't want you on YouTube. I want you to go to iTunes. And, and tell us what you think about the show. 
All right. Then go over there to our boys over at radioinfluence.com. Check out all the new podcasts that they have coming out. They're doing a food one that's going to be coming out as well. Um, you can find all that information on radioinfluence.com. You can follow those guys. Plus, check out my buddy, my boy, my good dude, Ian Beckles. He's got flavor in your ear. He does an amazing job on that podcast as well. Played for the Bucks. Uh, I actually have a present for him that I'm holding on to until I see him. Um, we've discussed this as well. If you remember the drunk podcast we did about a year ago where we sat around at Ian's house and uh, drank our faces off. Uh, while we ate some Q and played it around. So uh, that was kind of a, a fun little episode as well. So get over to radioinfluence.com and check out the boys, Jerry and Jason, and see what they've got going on. Not only that, uh, get out there and uh, check out some of the sponsors that we have coming up. You guys are going to really like. Um, get over to uh, uh, Techno Solution. They handle all of our website stuff. She's awesome, Michelle. And then we've got Maggie Gagliardi, who does all of our illustrations. Just a brilliant, wonderful person who I'm super proud to be friends with and um, as well as be able to work with her. So uh, that's what I got for this week. I want to thank you guys so much for heading out or for hanging out with us and listening to us and um, all that good stuff. Tell your friends about Duffified Live and uh, I appreciate it. I will see you guys next week. Didn't get Duffified enough? Follow Chef Brian Duffy on Facebook and on Twitter at Chef B-R-I-D-U-F-F. Look for the blue verified checkmark to get exclusive content and to see what's coming up on next week's show. This has been Duffified Live with Chef Brian Duffy on Radio Influence. This is a Beyond the Badge with Vincent Hill Quick Fix on Radio Influence. One of the things that Rahm Emanuel says, the, the mayor that he said a while back was, this is a Trump-free zone. And he made it a sanctuary city. So, again, that goes to needing votes, but I'll get to that. So now there's a lot of people in the community, black people, you know, even though Trump's a racist, there's a lot of black people in the community, even some that are in official offices that are saying, hey, this is not a Trump-free zone, and obviously we need help in the city of Chicago. So what they're doing is they're calling for the resignation of Mayor Rahm Emanuel, the great Democratic hope that was going to make Chicago better for all black people. It was for the vote. Now, let me dive into this, right? It's a Trump-free zone, according to this mayor. It's a sanctuary city now, according to this mayor. Let's add this up. The mayor, he's not dumb. He's got people. He's got statistics. He hears. He reads emails. This movement of trying to get the mayor out and this movement of the people of the city of Chicago being upset with his performance and fighting crime and getting illegal guns off the street, talk about gun control, it's been coming for a while. It just didn't happen last week. It's been coming for a while. Beyond the Badge with Vincent Hill can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, and RadioInfluence.com.